0: Welcome back to another episode of the Football Experience. Today we're joined by Mikey Maidment from the Saints Prime podcast. Hello. Uh, uh, how's
1: Chicago it going? Yeah. yeah. Can't wait it's for good, the uh, season to get uh, get back underway. Yeah, missing it.
2: Honestly, oh, same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> missing the shushing from Louis. No, no, not really. Not the shushing. Not the shushing. The shushing makes me cringe. But you know, if he wants to do that, that's fine. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> that's a forty-year-old man, so that's okay.
2: As long as it's annoying, that's the point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the first game, which was Chelsea against United. Um, I guess the main point of that this game is about the penalty decision.
2: Yeah, like there's there's a few different little theories about it like you know he moves his hand towards the ball in the air which makes it a difficult one um obviously from first glance I was actually like why are they even looking at this because it just genuinely didn't look like he'd he'd done anything mm. um but then he, d- he does reach up he touches the ball then you think yes it is a penalty however Greenwood also moves his arm up whilst hudson adoy has got his arm there To (laughs) it, sort of moves his arm up onto the ball. So Mm. it's a different, it's a really difficult one. And I think it's, you know, it's been made out to look worse than it is as a decision.
1: Uh, I think, I think the main controversy over it is what the ref said. That That's the main controversy over yeah. the decision. If he did even say it, I don't know. like Maguire's backtracked on what Shaw said yeah. in his interview of, uh, oh, he didn't give it because of the controversy. Um, if Shaw's going to... Well, I think he was getting a fine and a ban, but I think that's now been taken away. He's not getting a fine oh, and a ban. Yeah. So, I, I don't really know. The, the The way that I want to see it is if I compare it to um, the one that Wal Prowse had given away against him against Brighton, he had his arm in the air. He wasn't looking for the ball, but the way he turned, it hit his arm. So he didn't mean to do it, but it was still a penalty because he did move the ball with his hand. So that's the only thing that I can think of of why it wasn't given as a penalty is Hudson-Odoi, whether he meant it or not, moved the ball with his arm and took it into his path to clear it. So, I thought it was a penalty, but I know that it's it's very fifty fifty at the moment whether things are penalties or yeah. not. It's very up in the air in that way. So yeah, yeah. Anyway,
2: I, I like to say it makes up for last time when Maguire had a fucking headlock around. The <laughs> so it's yeah. even now, we're even. Yeah, fine. yeah You uh, can take then...
1: that. There, there are some interesting decisions that ref <laughs> decides to make this season, in there.
0: It's, I think it's also important to remember with with VAR as well. It's not like we've had it for an awful long time. If you think about it, like no, it's, it, it's going to take VAR. time. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time, but in the long run, it probably would will be better. that we've got it than we don't
2: have it. What do you think, Mikey? Do you think VAR in general is a good thing for football? I overall?
1: think I think it is a good thing. I I think when done right it is it is a good thing because even last night when um when Everton scored against Southampton from that free kick it was a clear offside they went to VAR it showed it was offside and the goal was taken away rightfully so there are elements where the game is black and white that VAR works it's just what VAR was brought in to do was to take away the subjectivity of it and give the referees a different angle. And it turns out instead of it being subjective to the ref on the field, it's now subjective Mm. to the ref in the VAR box. So, and that's the same with every sport. It's the same with cricket. It's the same with rugby. It's the same. Any video referee in there is going to be subjective to that referee. And it's not perfect in every other sport as well. It's just, you don't hear it because you don't follow it. So mm. it won't be perfect. There still will be decisions that will be taken away. But I think it is better because it does give that extra angle to the referee just to see whether it is or not. And I think they do need to be encouraged to go towards the screens because mm. I prefer the referee on field to have the final say than someone being told, oh, yeah, he's, he's fouled him. That makes it a penalty because that's not the referee's decision at the end of the day. He should be in charge of the game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind similar to what we were saying last week with Luke yeah. just saying about it because it. And yeah, well, one thing that we agreed on is that we they need to clear up what clear and obvious is. Mm. Yeah, if it's
0: Somewhere. if it's like his toe is offside, is that that's not really clear and obvious anymore. But then but that's is the, that's the
1: ruling, yeah. So that that's rough. the ruling of it is but, that if if a player you you gotta there's an element of it where you go oh it's VAR and there's also an element where you go well it's the rules as well because it is defined that if a player has a body part he can score with offside it is offside. So even if it's his toe he can score with his toe. That means that it's offside. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But- As much as it it does take away from the attacker's advantage, because that's the whole, the linesmen were told, if you don't think it's offside, give the attacker the benefit of the doubt. And the attacker doesn't have that benefit of doubt anymore. So it's just going to change the game and people will have to adapt. You hear Jamie Carragher saying, oh, don't make a tackle in a box. Just try and block the shot. Because then you've got less chance of giving away a penalty. It's all like a striker's run. You're looking at people with free kicks now. And uh, people playing high lines—they're now standing two yards off them to try and get yeah. that run up to get that chance to go on side. So it'll just change how people play the game. It's exactly like the back pass rule from like 1992. You're getting, um, you're getting people players having to play the ball out the back, goalkeepers having to use their feet, not being able to time waste in that way. It's just going to change it, and that's what people are going to have to adapt to and have to learn to. It's in the game now. They're not taking it away, so teams are going to have to adapt to it. Yeah.
0: So so let's go on to the Tottenham Burnley uh, game. This was the one where Bale score. Did Bale score two and an assist? I think. I think he got yes. two and an assist. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. What what do you did you guys think about how Bale Bale played in that game?
2: Yeah, he was very good. Like, <laughs> he, Thing is, like, I, I I was literally saying like a week ago that I didn't think Bale Ooh. would get back to a good point and it's you know it's it's difficult like Mourinho is supposedly like trying to manage him sort of coming back into you know regular football but there is only so much time you have to manage him like even if he does come in after this is a loan right yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. even if he does come in again after this loan he still only has like a couple of years left probably of his career so it's yeah, like,
0: how old is Bell now? Is he like 20? thirty-two? So,
1: something yeah,
2: like that.
0: Some, yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: But you see, you see professionals, I know there are exceptions, but you see professionals like Ronaldo and Ibrahimovic still play at the top of the game until like 38, 39. I know that's because they haven't really had massive injuries in their career and they've looked after themselves. But I think it's down to Bale, whether he has a longer career or not. Because I think the drive, you could see the drive that he was playing with against yeah. Burnley. He, he wanted to perform, he wanted to play football. And that's a side of Bale we haven't really seen. well especially this season maybe at Real Madrid as well under Zidane so that it was it was just quite nice to see a player of his ability actually perform to the level of his ability yeah to say to say that he's back I think it's too early it's one game against (laughs) Burnley it's not it's not like a proper massive six-pointer um but you don't know if it's a one-off or not but it, it was just good to see Bale perform at the highest and if if Mourinho can get that firing, he's got Bale, Harry Kane, and him and Son. It's a fantastic yeah. front three that they they've got to be looking hard at the table if they can kick into form.
2: Yeah, I'm very glad that we've played them twice already, so we don't have to go I against think, what, I think whatever so I they
1: still have to play again, which will be fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, because are eighth in the table at the moment. Yeah, that's not it's not great. They they are a little bit off, but. You know, if if Bell can come in and perform against some of the bigger sides, that's when we'll be able to judge it properly. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Well, you look you look at how teams have been rising and falling in their form this year. Uh, like some, like okay, Southampton example. We were top of the league in November, and now we've got odds to get relegated. And it's just that that sort of teams can go in and out of form. I think Man City have probably won the league. Um, at this point, I mean you look at Liverpool dropping off, Chelsea have had poor runs, especially under Lampard. United have had poor poor runs as well earlier in the season. Mm. That can always dip. It only takes a game and then all of a sudden you, you're not winning. Yeah. And like, Leicester currently with all the injuries, they might drop off in form as well. They just lost to Arsenal. There's so many teams that you just don't know how they're going to react, how they're going to bounce back. And it can, you can get a top four place like West Ham are up there, yeah. West, West Ham are like, doing really, really well. But they can drop off too, or they could kick on and get top four. It is completely up in the air at the moment, and that's like, what you're Yeah, You say that, but you think like people saying that about Leicester when they won the league and they didn't. Like, they just didn't drop. Just... And West Ham, if they can keep that squad together, they're not picking up a lot of injuries at the moment. Antonio's on good form. They're, they do look dangerous. And David Moyes have him playing really, really well at the moment. So they might not even drop out of that. It will be
2: interesting because, you know, undoubtedly they probably are going to get an injury before the end of the season. If they lose Antonio again, who is quite injury prone, He yeah. tends to get a lot of little injuries. Um, like they don't do they do they even have a backup now because they got they rid of Haller.
1: Haller. Um, or maybe some youngster,
2: sure. but like they don't have a big name. Maybe they don't have too many big name players, but like they don't have a like definite you know replacement for him if he is injured. They'll probably have to play someone out of position or something, and that's not ideal for a team mm. quite that high.
1: No, yeah, they don't really have another out and out number nine. That they, they got Ben Rama and Yarmolenko could probably do a job up there, but it's not the same as Antonio, is it? They don't really yeah. have another out and out one.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, we'll move on to Leeds Aston Villa then. So,
0: yeah, with the what did you guys think about the whole uh the fantasy football thing? about <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny.
2: It's just like it's just, it, it. Almost seems like a joke. Like they they shouldn't have done it, and you know, fantasy football probably shouldn't be involved in Premier League teams, realistically, yeah. because it's it's not, but it is almost like betting on yourself,
1: like. But like I I think I I explained this point like. It's not like, so if you're, if you're John Stones and you've got Marcus Rashford running in behind and you think, oh, well, I could tackle him, but actually, no, nah, I need fantasy points this week, so I'm going to let him score. It's not really, I don't think that comes into it. I think it's just, a it's team bonding. If you get a league together, it's just a bit of fun to have in the dressing room yeah. or having a fantasy league. I don't think it really means that much. It's just unfortunate that the IPs got hacked and, like, people could see the fantasy leagues and i mean villa have done the right thing in like banning it and just saying right, like, right we're not doing it until they actually sort out and try and like try and strengthen the firewalls or whatever it's all internet stuff in it i don't get it um but try to strengthen the web page or whatever they do um to make sure that it doesn't happen again because it can be used as a tactical advantage yeah. it may sound stupid but if you see someone's team take someone out who might be injured and they're probably not going to play but
0: yeah. so sure, surely you could do do this the other way though, and like so, Saints mm. could all take out Danny Ings.
1: Yeah, and then, and
0: then the other team might think Danny Ings isn't playing, and then he it, does. It, it'll
1: be it'll be the maddest tactical ploy ever, <laughs> you know. Right, lad, don't classy. care about your fancy football it. team. Okay, everyone, take Ingsy out, and
2: uh Sheffield <laughs> <That would laughs>
1: United won't be expecting it. They they won't know what's happened. I hope someone does do that. You know,
2: <laughs> that would just be incredible. Beales um,
1: will get Leeds doing it, will
2: he? That's something yeah, that we'll
1: do.
2: Um, talking of Villa Leeds, the reason I picked this game is because I wanted to ask. You know, with Grulish's absence, how much impact do you think he will have on Villa?
1: I uh, he he is. He is one of the most creative player, if not the most creative player in the league. So of course it's gonna be a massive impact not having him. But that's not where Villa Villa seem to struggle. Well, not even struggle. They they don't they don't concede goals. So it's not gonna be massive for him. I mean it, it probably takes out depending how long he's out for, which I'm not too sure how long it is. It's their defence is their main stalwart. I think in games that they've won this year, they've kept multiple clean sheets. I think the only one that they haven't kept a clean sheet in a game that they won was against Liverpool when they beat him 7 2. So yeah, oh, yeah, it's a yeah. massive. It's a massive achievement for him, and that's what they've built theirself on. Is their back four and their goalkeeper Emmy Martinez has been the best goalkeeper in the league this year. He's been um, close, honestly. Yeah. He's been fantastic and a great buy in fantasy football as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> but like Condor and Mings are back. Two Matt Targets look the most solid that I've ever seen him. Like yeah. I, he couldn't defend like that in a Southampton shirt. Yeah. Um and uh, Matt Cash has been a great buy as well from Forrest so yeah, I think yeah, they've yeah. really strengthened that back five and it it does uh, the loss of Grealish isn't as important because they can still score goals they've still got Ollie Watkins, they've still got Ross Barkley, they've got El Ghazi, they've got players who can sort of chop and change around but of course it will be a big miss for him because he is the most creative player in the league at the moment
2: yeah
1: yeah know. It's
0: been quite interesting to see how different they've been from this year to last year. Mm. Just, just because of because they did they stay up last day or it was something like that. They
1: shouldn't have stayed up. Yeah, yeah, if you remember whole... the this, this Sheffield United oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah. the gold Ridiculous. line technology not being turned on or something like that, <laughs> they shouldn't have actually stayed up, and they've definitely taken oh. that to their advantage because I think this would be their best Premier League finish in like a decade or something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. like they were they were always down the bottom, and now they're they're probably going to finish top half this year, which has been a great yeah. season for them.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: The next game,
0: unfortunately, is Southampton versus Everton. <laughs> <sighs> <Yeah>. It is, <laughs> you know, it is, it is
2: eight losses and nine. Right, I'm not yeah. trying to bring it up again.
1: We have got, got one point the... in 27 available.
2: We got Let's one point, stuff. and that Chelsea. was against
1: Chelsea. Yeah, a game we probably should have won if things he wasn't stupid, um, but. You know, it's, it's a combination of things. I, mean, I was trying to rack my brain last night of what is actually going wrong. And it's, it's a question of it, it, everything sort of bounces along together. So the way that Ralph wants to play, he wants to play high pressing football. He wants to get into people. He wants to get stuck in, win the ball high. So that takes a lot of energy. And with that, it gets a lot of injuries if you don't rotate your squad problem with this this year is we got so many injuries and such a lack of a squad that playing that high pressing style just results in us losing key players like we have we we had one fit central midfielder we had one fit center half for like at least four or five games this season it it, it's a question of investment and you can always point it back to the board is people calling for ralph's head's I don't agree with that. Um, he is the best coach that we could possibly bring in at the moment. And I know I saw someone on Twitter last night say that the best coaches out there are Eddie Howe, Frank Lampard and Andres Villas-Boas.
0: And it's just like, no. Wait,
1: <laughs> 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 like, you're saying boas is a better coach than Ralph. No, he's not. It's we have the best manager we could possibly have. We just need people to back him and invest in him because we've seen what he can do. You look at the first eight games of the season when we had everyone fit, we were top of the league. We we were performing at such a high height and we were talking about European football. And then it's just dropped off because the squad depth has decreased. And I think he, he's been learning. He's been um, very self-critical over this period of time. And it 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 does need just a little bit of patience. And I think if we didn't have the start that we did have, and we did just have a consistent season, no one would be calling for his head if we were in this position at the moment. It's just the fact that we went from such a high, high to such a low, low having no wins in nine. Yeah. Um. I, I think that's the problem. And I, I don't think he should go. I don't think he should get sacked.
0: I think, I think if we got to the semi-finals of the cup, of the cup and then stay up, I still say that's a successful season. Well, I don't think I don't think
2: relegation realistically is the, is a worry. Like I know mm. I know obviously if this form continues, it might be, but like it surely it has to turn around.
1: Well, well, we've got well, <laughs> we've got Sheffield United next, which is a must-win. Now the the importance of that game is insane. We we have to win that, otherwise. Yeah. We are in big trouble because then we got City, but after that I think we got we got like a combination of Brighton and a couple of other teams down there. Fulham I think we've got as well. There's there's a couple of teams down there, and uh, like four of our of our next six games are in the bottom uh, bottom five, and those are the games that we have to win. And uh, yeah, those are need because if if we can if we can. Be Sheffield United. I'll be a lot happier than if we don't get anything out of them, because then that is a worry.
0: Mm. I think it's also important to remember you probably won't need forty points this season as well to stay up. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it it is looking down the table. You see Fulham, Fulham are like unbeaten in five or something like that. Mm. But then they've got Liverpool, Tottenham, Man City, and uh, I think Leeds in the next four. So yeah. I think they're going to struggle to pick up points there. Newcastle have got sent Maximin and Almeron out until the end of April, so they're going to struggle to be creative. They're probably going to punt up to Andy Carroll, um, and. Uh, there's a there's another one as well. Who who else is there? Brighton aren't in a good run of form. The luck's not going. They can't score. Uh, yeah. I, they against West Brom. Oh my! Mm. Like, they missed two penalties. They had the free kick go against them as well with the w- referee's whistle. Don't know what Lee Mason was doing there. Um yeah. And then just missing clear obvious. Uh, it, it was it just was ridiculous. <laughs> I do feel sorry for Crying Potter. Because he's yeah. got them playing some really good stuff, creating chances, they just can't finish it off. And that's what happens when you rely on the 28-year-old Danny Welbeck. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in the best of ways at the moment. I remember when we were linked with Danny Welbeck at once, then.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they were like Premier League articles of how's Danny Welbeck going to trouble so-and-so. And so I'm like, well, he's not, is he? That's not going to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Right. So... Um...
0: Uh, what's the... let's g- let's go on to the predictions now so the first one's Chelsea versus Liverpool so,
2: <laughs> the thing is like we're we're very well known for giving people the points they've been waiting for for a long time or whatever so that's not just Saints, by the way, that's like multiple times mm. um but I think I think it will be a close game, but I think they'll probably nip it like two-one or something.
1: Uh, I can just see a straight up nil-nil. I uh, can't. Yeah. I can't see either team scoring. Uh, well, Chelsea probably have a better chance of scoring. In all fairness, it's just whether who's going to start up front. I mean, if they start Giroud up front, they have got a really good chance because, well, of course, his record against the top six isn't great. So. Mm. No, yeah, I I can just see it nil nil. I can see it just playing out.
2: Fair enough. What did you say, sorry, not? I said two, all. two. All, okay.
0: Um, Fair yeah. So the next one is Sheffield United versus Southampton. I've gone for a two-one Southampton because I just don't. <laughs> I just feel like it's gonna be a really close game.
1: You say heart or head? This is this is the issue. Six <laughs> 0 <laughs> um, Sheffield. <laughs> Yeah, I can. I just see us playing out two 0 I, I can. I can see because as much as as much as we have conceded against against Everton, we conceded one good chance and they scored it. Against Chelsea, we conceded from a penalty, and apart from that, you didn't have a lot of clear chance. It was just the Rhys James one at the end. So defensively, we're not that bad. As long as Bednarek doesn't start at right back, I would be happy, and I'd be a lot more confident because I think he's he's. Not well, he's not a right back, he looks lost out there. I think our best back too is still Vestergaard and Benarek, so I think that's what. If we start them two, we'll be fine. It's just, uh, I don't know what our lineup is going into it to be honest. I've got no idea.
2: I'd go 2 No sense as well. And yeah. you know Sheffield is struggling as well. Um, mm-hmm. they've picked up a little bit since you know, obviously, their start, but um. I still think, you know, their they're, they're main part of their game is just, you know, hoover up to the two strikers, hope that they can sort of make something happen from there. But I think defensively, you've got enough height and enough sort of firepower to prevent that.
0: Yeah.
1: We just need, we need one coming off of Ingzy's arse or something like that. We just need something yeah. like that just to, just to get a goal ahead. We just need a yeah. stroke of luck.
2: Confidence up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah the, one, the, um, um, the one where that's uh, FA Cup away at Wolves, Ings shooting, yeah. hitting the goalkeeper, and then hitting the oh, shit yeah. going in, and we're thinking, "Oh, there's the goal that he needed." That's the one. <laughs> that hasn't happened.
2: Yeah, true. No. <laughs> Who knows? That that
1: that was a different competition though.
2: <laughs> Yeah, that's
1: the point. Yeah, FA Cup, we're flying, mate. We're winning it. Yeah, we're gonna
0: win the FA Cup first.
1: Until until we until we uh, come across City, and then that's when things go not so well. But yeah,
2: I mean I don't think anyone can say different to City. So no, you know.
1: Um,
2: last one, Man City, Man United. Yeah, I've gone two nil City
0: on this one. You
2: know, I. I think United will get a goal. Um, you know they've got they'll they'll get some shit ass penalty, and I can see it being like a two, maybe three one, but I'm going to go two one to see.
1: I know City are playing at the moment, but somehow Ollie seems to get it right against City. He he got the first double against them in what ten, fifteen years or so. I think United will do them. I, I think it'll be 2-0 United. I think they'll mm. they'll just turn up. Because they always do. They just seem to turn up at the Etihad. It is at the Etihad as well, isn't it? They just seem to turn up and get result. Yeah. So, yeah. I I think they'll win 2-0. I think United will do it.
2: I would say like it's, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing, even with City's form. Like, No. United do have that sort of different style that might be able to... You know, cause problems for that city defence who haven't really you know they they've been playing well, but they haven't really had that much to do. they haven't this had a lot segment. of trouble
1: in the ne- in the yeah. last couple well oh, say last couple last twenty games yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay um insane. we'll move on to the little fantasy football segment
1: no we won't um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't. We're, let, we're let cry about out the, at the future, table, and then... not the fast <laughs> Thank you. The future of fantasy football. <laughs> so, where is this week? Yeah, like, fair, <laughs> looking at the the games, like personally for me, I um, I I sort of used last week where I just used a load of points to make transfers. It was horrible for the points, but we we did it anyway. Um, I prepared myself so I had three Man City players in for the double game week. I believe it's only City oh. and Southampton that have the double game week. Um,
0: uh, uh, then United,
2: maybe they do. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I only noticed them too, but maybe they do as well. Um, but
1: wait, this week coming? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> but Probably,
2: um, yeah. the only issue with it is, obviously, picking City players like. You're not getting a definite get two games from
1: it's, anyone. It's a gamble. It is. It's a gamble. And if Southampton are the only other team with a double game week, you don't really want to be putting three of them in there either at the moment. So you have got Sheffield. Yeah. But then we've got City. So <laughs> yeah. you're not going any centre-halves, are you? you, know? <laughs> you know? And then you don't even know what the goalkeeping situation is because Fraser came oh, back true. in on Everton. Yeah. So you can't really go McCarthy or Forster. Um. A no one's No one anyway, knows if
2: anyone's <laughs> Yeah. It is an issue. Like I don't think... You know, like last week I went... Or this week. Now. I went for... I think it was Sterling, Gundogan and Foden. And I think yeah. I got like a combined three points or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sterling didn't even play.
1: Yeah. Then, <laughs> it's <still like> when, <laughs> when... That's why... I I put stones in because I thought he he probably Definitely. will stones stones probably will start because uh, that him and Diaz seem to be the pair. And then you've got to go really, you've got to go Edison if you're going for a Man City player because you know he's going to start every game. Yeah,
2: true, true.
1: But even even the likes of De Bruyne or Sterling or Foden or people like that, they will get rotated and they'll, they yeah. will be rested because their squad is massive with so much quality that they can just go, uh, do you know what? We're not going to play Sterling for this one. We can just play Maras out there or Bernardo Silva out there or like, there's so many players that like, you can just rotate around. Yeah.
0: Teller. Nathan Teller.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but if they, if Man City want to add to their wingers Nathan Redmond he was talking to Guadalupe <laughs> about three years ago there's always something there um, the, Thierry Henry,
0: <laughs> the next Thierry Henry I
2: thought you were going to say bring Tiara Henry back then <sighs> could they
1: I'll take yeah. it Mate, we'll get Letiz off the bench for about five minutes that's what we'll do get Letiz and Lambert back around, around yeah. back. <laughs> talking of them then back. um
2: this is this this is for both of you really. Um, what would your starting Southampton squad be for the Sheffield game if it was if everyone was fit? I know they're not. Oh, if everyone was fit, if everyone was fit, what would your ideal Saints team be? Not even for Sheffield, but just in general.
1: Just in general, it would be McCarthy because I think he is the most consistent goalkeeper we have. Uh, Bertrand, Benarek, Vestergaard, Walker, Peters, because that was our solid backline at the start of the season. Uh, Romeo and War Prouse, because I think their partnership's brilliant in that midfield. I think they really complement each other very well. Uh, Armstrong off the right. This uh, is when it gets a little bit. When Redmond's in form, he's our best winger. He, he is our best winger. So, uh, Redmond on the left, and then have Ings and Adams up top. Of course, if we had everyone, it'd be Ings and Long, but that's not possible. <laughs> It's the England Adams up top because I, that's the that's the start of the season that we had. That's the team that we played for our opening ten ten twelve games, and mm. it was our best eleven. We just didn't rotate it at all.
2: Is there any differences you'd make, Matt?
1: I think he's I think he's stuck. <laughs> You okay, Matt. <laughs> Hello? Oh, but...
2: <laughs> Is there any difference to that eleven that you'd make? Uh
0: I'd, I'd stick over Femi in there, but apart from that, I'd <laughs> just... <laughs> Fair enough. Why would you not? not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I have seen Ora Femi score most of his goals for so Alex. We saw him score at Fulham and score at um West Ham as well. So, he, obviously, two out of his four goals scored for science, and which is quite quite incredible, I've got to say.
2: I almost cracked the uh, against Chelsea.
0: <laughs> <laughs> his in, the interview after he scored against United, I mean, it's just like, oh, it's just wide doing it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, was that the one from the corner? Yeah, that's yeah,
1: the yeah, one. yeah I remember yeah. that. I he celebrated struck, that so he much. One from a yard out, and, uh, and it nestled in the vocal corner. We all
2: watched that one together. And yeah, obviously yeah, I yeah. needed United to lose to try and catch them, and yeah. so I was—I I celebrated so much as well. It was class.
1: <laughs> great game, great game that one. Yeah, For the moment.
0: <laughs> uh, is there anything else to talk about, there?
2: Um, that's all I've got written down.
1: <laughs> uh, Mike, have you got anything to sell or promote? <laughs> uh i I mean you know it's so out to the supporters are listening there is a saints prime podcast out there that uh me and three others do and uh you know it's it's not good now but we can keep going you know the results aren't there but the podcasts are and they're still still good quality so before we
2: do end it Mm-hmm. If you are to get rid of one Saints Prime member. Oh my god. No, I'm not answering this.
1: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this. No, no, I'm not doing this. Wait, wait, wink if it's Jamie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That, that's the title.
1: <laughs> what wink if it's Jamie? No, no I, I wouldn't get rid of anyone. I wouldn't get rid of anyone. Uh, I think everyone adds their own little pizzazz to it, whether it's football related or not. They they all add their little bits and pieces. So yeah, okay, I wouldn't good. get rid of anyone. Good answer. Good answer. Thank so, you very much. Thank you. Right. You said <laughs> <laughs> no. They're all they're all good. They're all good. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, yeah, thank, thank you, Lucky. <laughs> <That's
0: all right. laughs>